In the name of our loving, liberating, and life-giving God. Amen. Please be seated. In our gospel today, Jesus is talking with the disciples about what to do if another member of the church sins against you. Now, that expression, sins against you, he's not very clear about that. Um, He's probably not being very precise when he says that, though there are all kinds of debates among certain people. It's this kind of sin is being relevant here or not. He's probably not being like that. Probably this is just a general sense to say, if someone has wronged you, what do you do about it? And Jesus says, well, first, you just go talk to the person one-on-one. And then if that doesn't work, maybe take a couple people with you. And if that doesn't work, can I take it to a bigger circle? And if none of this works, can I keep taking a bigger circle? If none of it works, then treat them like a Gentile and a tax collector. Well, what does that mean? Well, the standard interpretation here is that the Gentiles and tax collectors, they are outside of the community. So they are the one, to treat someone like a gentle or tax collector means to kick somebody out of the community. So a Gentile is by definition not a part of the group, right? You got, you got Jews and you got Gentiles. You have us and you have them. So Gentiles are definitionally not a part of our, our group. Tax collectors, they were a part of the group, but then they started uh, collaborating with the occupying Roman Empire uh, to oppress uh, the people, and so they got kicked out of the group. These are folks that you don't hang out with and that you may even kind of shun. And um, there are absolutely Christian communities out there who take this passage from Matthew's Gospel today, and they use that to engage in practices of excommunication or shunning. Uh, after an earlier service, a preacher came up to me and shared with me all about her earlier experience in life of being publicly excommunicated at her church uh, with a reading of a letter and all these things. It's all based in, in the kind of standard understanding of what Matthew's talking about here. My problem with this interpretation, though, is that, yeah, the world may have been shunning these folks, but Jesus doesn't. And so this interpretation does not engage with what Jesus does with Gentiles and tax collectors. What does Jesus do with these folks? Eats with them, right? He heals them. He invites them in. He engages with them. He, dare I say, loves them. What does it mean to treat somebody as a gentle and tax collector if you're following Jesus? and you want to do as Jesus does, it doesn't mean to push somebody away. It means to keep engaging with them in love. Love, that center of the gospel message, from incarnation to death and resurrection. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. There is no greater love than this and to lay down one's life for one's friends. It is all about love. When Jesus asks what the greatest commandment is, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. Yeah, but who is my neighbor, the lawyer asked. He doesn't mean that person, does it? And Jesus says, sure does. It might even mean a Samaritan. Now that kind of probably goes over our heads, because for us, a Samaritan is the good Samaritan, the name of a hospital up in Corvallis, right? Samaritans are good people. 
But they, it's not how people have understood it when they heard this gospel to begin with. The Samaritan was the last person you could imagine to be your neighbor. And so Jesus says, yeah, you got to love even those people that you really don't want to love. And if that's not clear enough, at one point Jesus says, fine, you got to love your enemies too. Love is the center of the gospel. And this passage that we hear today, this teaching of Jesus, is about how we love, we remain in relationship with people even when we are in conflict with them and we treat them in love. Same thing getting at in Paul's letter to the epistle to the Romans today, the epistle to the Romans. Owe no one to anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. This falls directly on last week's reading, where, Jesus, where Paul was talking all about love, and he got to that point where he said, do not return evil for evil, but return good for evil. For if you love someone, it's like heaping burning coals on their head. There's nothing that the bully hates more than someone loving them back. It really shakes everything up. And so Jesus is teaching us, the gospel message teaching us to love. So my friends, I know it's not always easy. In fact, it's rather difficult sometimes. Because we think of love as just being that feel-good feeling. But love is so much more than that. Love is a very intentional practice of caring about another person, even when there's very much to care about in them. Love is that act of blessing and not cursing that Paul talked about last week. Love is not an easy thing. It's probably one of the most challenging things to do sometimes. And so we want to hear this. We want to say, yeah, I can treat them like a Gentile. I can ignore them. No. Got to keep engaging. Now, you may need to create some boundaries around how you engage to avoid abuse. But that doesn't mean we give up on trying to love them. So my friends, school is starting, which means you get homework, and that is to love. Love your neighbors. Love at home, love at work, love out in the community. Love the person that's really easy to love. You probably call them like your beloved or something. But love the person who's really hard to love as well. Love just as God loves you. Amen.